Welcome to the C.S. Joseph podcast, and uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about ENTPs and how can an ENTP produce more than they consume, which I believe the source of this question, while it is from an Acolyte member, this is an Acolyte member who has recently become fascinated with the idea of king energy from the king archetype. The king archetype uh, is uh, talked about in the two books, uh, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Uh, by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette, as well as The King Within by the same authors as well. I highly, highly recommend that anyone, regardless of your biological gender, making sure that you uh, read uh, these books as soon as possible to get an idea of just how men and uh, masculinity kind of works intrinsically uh, based on these different male energies from a Jungian analytical psychology perspective. So. <clears throat> But uh, so, yeah, uh, so producing more than one consumes, is it's basically a principle that is derived uh, out of king energy, the king archetype. And uh, the king energy is all about uh, a man being generative in his life. It's not necessarily about money per se. It's more about the man's capability to, to produce more than he consumes, but also making sure that he always ensures that he is producing more than he consumes. That is the entire point of king energy. It's like having a kingdom and knowing that you're responsible for everything within that kingdom as a man, because every man out there is technically a king uh, to a point, basically. Uh, a king over his woman, a king over his children, a king over uh, their women and their children, uh, etc. He is the king of his family and eventually his tribe, maybe even potentially his community, uh, maybe his uh, county or municipality, or uh, perhaps also a city, a state, country, who knows. But within each of these uh, different approaches, uh, it's, it's very necessary. So yeah, like... Uh, Understanding that, you know, uh, the king is there, he is there to produce, basically. And a productive king means that his loyal subjects are remain loyal and are very happy to be within his kingdom. A king also has the burden of not being able to leave his kingdom. Uh, that's something very important that a lot of people do not discuss about king energy. Like, for example, if you're going to look at uh, Native American uh, chiefs, for example, uh, they're, the chief is never allowed to leave the village. They lead the village, then they do not leave the village. And if they did leave the village, the village would ultimately crumble and fail as we know it. And that would suck uh, big time. So the chief can't exactly leave. Now the shaman, however, travels from village to village and may actually even have a higher level of authority than the chief, but his authority and power actually comes from influence and not actually any real power, which is what the chief is able to wield. And the only reason why the chief is able to wield in that regard is that he is able to produce more than he consumes. And as much as like, obviously there's the warrior energy, the magician energy as well, uh, when it comes to uh, being a man. But uh, at the end of the day, none of those things matter if a man cannot do the basic thing of producing more than he consumes. So that's why it's so, so important. So 
what's an ENTP to do? Because ENTPs are uh, basically, let's be honest, really weak, pretty worthless, pretty dependent, uh, especially when they are young, uh, to the point of like causing so many other people, especially STPs, to point out that and expose that weakness within them, thinking that they're doing these ENTPs a favor and that's going to make them stronger when in reality that's not exactly always the case. Uh, it's actually very rarely the case. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, ENTPs, due to introverted sensing inferior, have to struggle with an internalized uh, weakness for the majority of their life, or at least one third of their life uh, at, at best, basically. The ENTP man can't really start coming into his own strength until he's basically in his 30s, at least statistically, amongst uh, typical men. Now, if he was like a super high value man, just going for what he wants early in life and learned all these lessons as soon as possible, then obviously that would uh, be a lot sooner. you know. And I've noticed that ENTPs within the ego hacker community actually been able to accelerate their growth and accelerate their life because of their involvement in the ego hacker community on a regular basis. Uh, so such that like lessons that I'm learning now as a 35 year old, uh, they are able to learn in their early 20s, basically, because one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I do not want people, especially ENTPs, fellow ENTPs to suffer what I have suffered uh, in my youth. So they can completely have the opportunity to learn uh, from other people's mistakes, like, you know, my mistakes and the mistakes other people have caused, which has caused me suffering in my life that I've also learned from as well. And uh, as a result, they have an opportunity to prevent that. So those preventative measures are in place and then they have an opportunity to have a better life, basically, which is great. It's great that that opportunity uh, exists and uh we're going to continue to maintain that opportunity within the community, basically. So how does how can an ENTP produce more to consume? Well, this really goes back down to the temple analysis, temple exploration with ENTPs. The ENTP deadly sin is known as envy. And envy is a great source of pain and suffering uh, for ENTPs. You can see a lot of it uh, in you know, the words of Andrew Tate or the words of Malcolm X, the words of Benjamin Franklin, the words of Socrates, etc. Uh, the words of um, um, Solomon, King Solomon as well. All of these gentlemen are ENTPs. The words of uh, Kevin Samuels as well. And uh, as a result of these various uh, ENTPs, uh, they have been able to utilize their deadly sin of envy uh, to kind of transmute their suffering into success, you know, from like an alchemical point of view, uh, an, an internalized alchemical me metaphysical point of view. I'm not trying to like sound like an occultist when I say that, but, uh, but the point is, is that like, Envy oftentimes, especially to a young ENTP, can be entirely crippling. And uh, and what it really comes from is when an ENTP just has this point of view where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, I see other people who are way more successful than I am, but I know that I'm putting in more effort and more hard work than they are, and I'm getting less out of it than what I put in. And that can be extremely debilitating. It can be very depressing because from the ENTP's point of view, it's like, why bother then? You just end up, you end up giving up on life because it's like, it doesn't matter how much effort or hard work I do. I don't get anything out of it. It's like my life is cursed. And, and the definition of a curse is when 
you get less out of something than what you put in. That is a curse, right? It's kind of like playing the slots. The slots, slot games and gambling, the slots, that is a curse. And uh, for all you ISFPs out there who who are obsessed with playing slots, I, I have no choice but to laugh at you and, and, and mock you with, as you're sitting at your favorite lucky machine at the casino. I mean, come on. You're just literally sitting there pressing a button, hoping. That's all you're doing. Congratulations. You're playing yourself, not, and the machine is playing you. You're not playing the machine. That's the reality. So, like, seriously, watch out for that. You know, ENTP, uh, Deadly Sin, Envy can be that crippling. But then it can be turned into a superpower. And uh, an ENTP's ability to turn their envy into motivation and take it from this debilitating, uh, depressing curse force and turn it into a blessing is literally the difference between a low-value ENTP and a high-value ENTP man. The ENTP man who is able to do this is the ENTP man who can actually gain for himself great power even great majesty uh, within his life. Uh, He'll literally be the majestic ENTP because he's able to turn his envy into motivation, right? So that's, that's kind of like the point, right? You have to learn how to healthfully or healthfully uh, lean in to your envy. And it, it ends up becoming the ENTP source of power. And it's also the source of motivation. So ultimately use it. You know, some people would argue that compassion is actually the ENTP source of power. No, it's not. It's really not. Compassion isn't. Because, like, for example, I am an unconscious developed, unconscious focused ENTP myself. But the thing is, is that my level of compassion uh, is limited. And it's limited based on how much I've suffered in my life. So if I, the, the more I suffer, the more potential for compassion I have. The less I suffer, the more comfortable I am the way less compassionate I am. And a lot of people don't understand this inverse relationship between compassion and suffering, right? So in order for me, and th- and, I, and I'm speaking for myself here as a UDUF, ENTP, uh, unconscious developed, unconscious focus from an octogram point of view. I'm speaking, uh, I'm speaking for myself when I say this, but like at the end of the day, it's really just important to know that Compassion has its limits, and it's not really what separates the men from the boys in terms of ENTPs. It's really actually how they utilize their deadly sin. Uh, are they changing? Are they utilizing their envy, their deadly sin of envy, in a way where they are walking the path and motivated to walk the path of self improvement, uh, walk the path of discipline? You know, just like Jocko Willing says, discipline equals freedom. He's absolutely right about that. Self discipline is ultimately the key. And, uh, you know, self-discipline is ultimately that thing that helps guide the motivation of an ENTP for success. So as a result, I would have to recommend to ENTPs who are trying to learn how to produce more than they consume to actually lean in onto their envy. Uh, Go out of your way to put yourself, you know, uh, around people that you basically want what they have. They And put yourself around other successful people so that you like hope that you know their success is rub off on you or something to, to that point but basically see what others have and put in your effort in order to acquire what you want uh you just got to lean into your envy you have to allow yourself to be envious but you don't do it in such a way where it becomes something that causes you to hate other people and to hate other people's success 
you want to actually utilize uh, other people's representations of success as something that you can uh, absorb and utilize yourself. Kind of like Effie Child being a um, expert feeling child, being a, a feelings vampire and sucking up the principles of other people. You should go find the people who are successful and learn their principles with your actually feeling child and utilize their principles for success for yourself. This is like basically what uh, Tony Robbins, expert feeling critic did when he went and interviewed a bunch of successful people to find out what made them successful. And then he shared those secrets and sold those secrets uh, for money uh, to other people. And that's how he himself got successful, right? That's, that's the entire point of it, right? Um, another way of leaning, a, a really good, uh, funny way to uh, see an ENTP leaning in on their uh, on their envy would be uh, Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of the character uh, Deadpool. And uh, Deadpool had, in the first Deadpool film, had a catchphrase called maximum effort. And maximum effort is great, but if it's not put in the right place, the ENTP is not really going to be able to go anywhere. And if you are around other people who are successful and you're really working your extroverted feeling child to mine out their principles for success. Knowing their principles for success is exactly what will allow you to put your maximum effort into the right place. That way, you're not that typical ENTP who's super envious of other people because the ENTP is putting in more effort than everybody else, but that ENTP is on nothing more than a rocking horse, you know, a lot of movement but going nowhere, basically. And that's the problem with envy is that ENTPs sometimes lack the self-awareness to know that they are on that rocking horse and going nowhere. And uh, because of that, they are not actually able to, uh, to meet uh, the, you know, the requirement of producing more than they consume, or they are not even able to actually meet that success at all. Literally not able to meet that success because their effort is being put in the wrong place. They're, they are in that rocking horse that's, that's moving going nowhere. They have to learn how to put it in the right place. And the only way to do that is if they have the principles from success. This is why, like, for example, ENTPs, I recommend that they read Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Uh, they also, I recommend they read every book written by Robert Greene because he talks about principles, especially uh, the book, The 50th Law which has Robert Greene and 50 Cent, both of them are FI users, talking about principles and how principles are necessary for success. And ENTPs have the weakness of FI trickster, which means because of FI trickster, they don't know where to put where where to put their effort, what, what is a valuable thing to invest their effort into, basically. And that's ultimately why they're spinning their wheels, which causes them to be more envious of other people, which causes them to be more hateful of other people who are successful around them. That That is the cause, right? So again, you have to lean in your envy, and by leaning in your envy, surround yourself with successful people. Use your extra feeling child for what it's actually supposed to be using used for, which is gathering up principles of success from other people so that you know where to put your introverted sensing aspirational maximum effort into properly, where you know how to invest your effort properly, and then you'll be successful. However, uh, along the way, you will encounter various trials, tribulations, uh, that's a little Christianese for you, uh, as well as um, obstacles in your life. Um, and uh, using, a, using a biblical uh, biblical approach, you know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, aka the obstacle in life, uh, uh, to get out of your way and it will move for you. So it's like the power to move mountains. Having faith is the power to move mountains. But also... Uh, you could say to the mulberry tree, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and it will be uprooted, basically. The mulberry tree is interesting because the mulberry tree 
it can only survive by wrapping its roots around other healthy trees. And it's like this parasitic tree, basically. And this mulberry tree is producing bad fruit, bad consequences, bad actions in your life. And the healthy trees that are producing good fruit and good actions in your life, they're not there. And that's because it is the tree of bitterness, right? And bitterness is ultimately the end result of envy that is not properly channeled towards using it for personal motivation and mining out principles uh, of success from others. That's literally the difference, right? That's what you have to avoid. And you can sometimes feel sapped by this mulberry tree in your life where you end up losing motivation. You were on the right track. You were getting those principles. But then these more these, these obstacles are in the way, these mountains you have to climb, or these hidden things, hidden things like bitter roots within your soul, for example, or, uh, or hidden enemies that you don't even know that are sapping your energy and you're losing motivation, right? So what do you do? Well, guess what? You need to put yourself near the things or the people that you are envious of the most. You need to continue to refill your envy. And when I say lean into your envy, I mean lean into it hard. Literally put yourself in a situation where you are just so hateful of everyone else around you because of all their success and you realize how much of a loser you actually are because you're automatically comparing yourself to everyone around you because you are an envious ENTP basically. And you feel that pain and that pain becomes this burning fire within and it's the call of the heart temple with the introvert intuition, great fire of the heart temple to produce passion. And then you can turn that passion into motivation and all of a sudden become self-motivated again. So you have to actually put yourself close to the objects that cause you the most pain. I remember being like 300 pounds and then like one of the ways that I would actually motivate myself to keep losing body fat was to actually go to a beach full of hot babes and men with six packs. And here I was just absolute total loser on the beach, you know, looking at everybody and surrounding myself by the things that I envy the most, basically, from that perspective. And that gave me a ton of motivation to keep going to the gym. And I'd go to the gym every day. And, uh, and then I, you know, and then I'd go to the beach and suffer, basically, every single day. And that, and that's one of the big things about ENTPs is that, ENTPs, out of all the 16 types, we really need to learn how to make sure that our suffering does not go to waste, right? We, you never let your suffering go to waste. Every bit of suffering in your life can be utilized to either generate motivation via envy, or it can be utilized to generate wisdom because a person cannot gain wisdom without suffering. That it is impossible for a person to gain wisdom uh, without suffering. Now, you can hear about wisdom, but it doesn't mean you can put it into practice because you didn't learn that lesson yourself. Lessons learned, the wisdom from lessons learned, aka the moral of the story, the moral of the story from your own life, not someone else's life, is literally where you get, that. that is the wisdom and it only comes from your own personal suffering. So you have to utilize suffering in a way to continue to make yourself more envious so that you can gain more motivation from that envy, right? Put yourself near the things that make you envious the most. So like, for example, fast cars, successful people, beautiful people, capable people, people that are better than you. You have to constantly surround yourself by people who are better than you and more successful than you in some capacity, and then basically follow them and then uh, take their uh, take their principles for success. So one of the reasons why the aspiration poll, uh, according to the Temple Wheels for ENTPs, which we just released a uh, article at csjoseph.life called Octogram, 
Uh, please read that. You might want to go check that out. Uh, but this is one of the reasons why fanaticism is the uh, aspiration pole, where ENTPs basically become fans of successful people so that ENTPs can learn those the principles behind those successful people that they are fans of and their success. Okay, that's, that's literally what is happening. Okay. So um, also like folks like, you know, this is an Acolyte question. If you're an Acolyte member, you get to ask me one question per month and I turn it into a video or a podcast episode. You guys want to, you got, please continue to take advantage of that to become an Acolyte member. CSJ.life forward slash members, become a journeyman member, get access to all of our premium content. We have years and years of lectures and video content between live lectures. We got over two years of live lectures. We got over two years of cutting edge episodes. We have over, um, we have uh, so many seasons of premium lectures like Jungian parenting, uh, how to deal with the demon function, what to deal with certain types of hypocrisy, et cetera. Uh, we have uh, the new uh, relationship episodes for season 14, uh, parts two and three. Uh, and we're working on three right now, but two is already done. Uh, you might want to understand those. Those are like the uh, the sexuality uh, episodes. Go check that out. Uh, they're all there in the journeyman section. And then once you become a journey member, upgrade to Acolyte from there. And Acolyte is not, not just being able to ask me questions to get videos and episodes out of them. Guess what? You get coaching credits as well, which is great. And one of the reasons we do this and why coaching is so spendy is because, well, for one thing, demand is pretty high. But the other reason is because I would rather have an Acolyte member get coaching with their credits than have someone purchase coaching outright because then I don't have to spend time using the coaching time to educate them on the basic concepts behind the science, right? I would rather it be a much better or a more meaningful interaction in a coaching session based on that. Because, hey, you know, if you're going to pay for a journeyman membership, chances are you're actually going to watch the content and get educated. At least that's how I see it. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you guys understand that. All right. Uh, it, it's it's a big deal. So anyway, like I said, make yourselves as ENTPs even more envious and then use that to turn it into motivation. As a result of that, you will finally have the ability to produce more than you consume. So ENTPs use their envy basically to be productive. And if they run out of envy, and that usually happens because of either obstacles or bitter roots in their life that they can't see, issues in their life they can't see, but it can also be done as a result of self-medication, dopamine, video games, pornography, food, uh, like those things will just stop them. Uh, and, and it'll just, it'll just add on even more sources of envy in their life too. It'll just make it even worse. Technically something that is completely out of the control. You know, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous, you know, stop uh, committing idolatry and focusing on these things that aren't actually helping you or actually bringing you a benefit whatsoever. It's just like you're continuing to add the curse onto your life. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, that's dumb. You know, I, I had to learn that. That was me in my 20s. Ugh, gross. Uh, horrible, horrible person. So, but yeah, uh, you know, as a result of that, like, you know, once, once ENTPs like end up being around those successful people, the people they're envious the most and able to harvest the principles for success from those people, uh, guess what? ENTPs will naturally work harder. That's how their SI goes super aspirational mode and they'll be able to outwork everybody. They'll be able to outproduce everybody. It's kind of like, you know, Nick Cannon having a 12th child. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, one day I'm going to race that guy. One day. 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, ENTPs will naturally work even harder to get what they want, which is ultimately their passions, right? And uh, passion comes to that fire, and that fire really does actually come from the envy that they have within. And that envy, you know, it could just be a curse in your life, but you have to learn how to turn it into a blessing. And then as a result, finally, you will be able to produce more than you consume. Anyway, folks, uh, thanks for watching and listening, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.